Blog Talk Radio. What's your name? D J A N G O. We have a message to the black man. The black man today is a man who has been made into a laughing stock. Nobody takes the black man serious. We're just used Father. to be somebody's tool. We are the sportsmen. We're the singers and the dancers, the pimps, criminals, and the drug dealers, and the killers, and the vagabonds of society. We're the bogeymen. The master-slave relationship. Father! Father! black man. Father! The black man is the original man. Say your name so you know If it wasn't are. for the black man, no other man could be on this planet. We originated We are the fathers of humanity. We gave birth to all of you, and the last one we gave birth to was the white man. You are a little baby in the history of humanity. You're a child compared to the original man who is the ancient of days. We originated all of this. You are just a little baby who has been here for a few days. You should honor your mother and father so that your days may be long. But today you are the biggest abuser of your own parents. The black man is the original man who is directly related to the creator of the heavens and the earth. The father. Our nature is a peaceful nature. The black man most peaceful man on planet earth. The nature of the black man is peace. That's why every morning when you get out of your bed, the first thing you should do is get down on your knees and thank God that black people don't think like white people. All power to the people, all power to the people. You're listening to the People's Black Panther Party, Blog Talk Radio. Our national chairman is Brother Yang Nkrumah, national directors, uh, director of uh, operations, Sister Seven Khadija. I'm the national chief of staff, Brother Robert War. And we have Brother E on from the Panther 48 today with us, joining us as we go over today's subject. Anybody that's listening in over the Internet, if you wanted to jump in, and be a part of today's discussion, you would just call the number 323-870-4191 and press 1 to be placed into the queue 
When you press one, replace them to the queue. Basically, it alerts us and let us know that you want to speak. And in the proper time, we will uh, go ahead and open up the airline airways for someone to, to jump in today's discussion. <clears throat> so today, what we're going to talk about, and it's picking up from last week, is the extinction of the Negro. And I'm sorry, when I say last week, I mean I, I, the Panther 48's last broadcast. So picking up from the extinction of the Negro. So what I like to do most of the time is jump right in and go into first back to what we deal with in the Panther in the Panther Party is going into defined the the uh defining our definitions or creating a concept of language that allows us to have a overall same basis of operation as we are having in the discussion. So we want to make sure everybody has is on the same page. So within the Panther Panther Party, we refer to that as the three Ds, define, develop, and defend. Because as the people, we must first and foremost define who we are, define our position, define our, our, what it is we're addressing. Because if we don't do that, then often, obviously, what happens is language becomes the, the, the barrier. Language becomes what separates us from the standpoint of being able to communicate properly and get our point across, or as well as be able to be in a position of self-determination. So in saying that, what is the Negro? Let's first kind of start off by just a basic definition, and then we will elaborate as we go on further. I like to use Neely Fuller specifically as just a starting reference from that, because he defines the Negro as a victim of white supremacy, basically. Point and simple. The Negro is a victim of white supremacy. But in this context, it can also be applied, and this is where we want to go with it, with any ethnic type. But we as black people are conditioned to take possessive ownership of the title. That is the difference right there. See, it is so ingrained in us, in our current existence, that the first thing that comes to mind when you even mention the word Negro is an image of a dead black person. When I say dead, it's a conscious dead, the deadness, a conscious dead black person, which in today's time is good. But keep in mind, as a people, especially here in the, in the uh, hills of North America, we have went through so many different naming transitions throughout our acceptance of defining our culture, our way of life, who we are, and what we represent to the, to the planet. So it was a point in time to where we accepted the word Negro as the best way to define who we who we were. So we have to explore this. We have to explore what the Negro means in terms of our psyche, our position in society, and whether or not it's practical to exterminate the Negro, yet alone. What does it mean, and how do you go about exterminating? Is it, is, it, is it practical to exterminate the Negro? Is it something that we want to do? And from that standpoint, are we talking about the extermination of it per what Neely said, and that's dealing with the, being the victim of white supremacy? So can the Negro be exterminated as it applies to being a victim of white supremacy? Or can we at least allow that terminology not to only refer to basic, basically uh, 
being uh, black people. So from the standpoint, are we able to transition and, and pass the baton to, to someone else to be the Negro? So in going into that, the first thing I want to say is everything that has an end must have a beginning. So let's recognize that. So when we talk about being a victim of white supremacy, that goes into the aspect of the origin of white supremacy as it is practiced and utilized in today's time. Plus creation, the act of producing a causing into existence, the act of engineering. So now when we say the act of engineering as it applies to the creation of the Negro, then that opens up the spectrum. And this is the whole point of the today's discussion is not to give you something that you've already heard, but just to give you a deeper insight. So in saying that, the Negro was engineered. So that means that it, was, it, it served a purpose. It served a purpose, which is why Neely refers back to the Negro as a victim of white supremacy. So keep that in mind as we move forward. And then the other definition itself, that we talk about, you want to talk about as it applies to this, is just the word extermination itself. So we can think of that as being to eradicate, bring to closure in the existence of, and then coupled with engineering, in the existence of the engineering or the channeling of the Negro. Because from this standpoint, we can recognize if it's engineered, that means that the, the Negro was on a production. That means the Negro was brought into existence in a position to be able to constantly turn over the Negro. So there was a production line going. There was a concept, there was a a, a process of constantly engineering the Negro, whether it be mentally, physically, or spiritually. So keep that in mind, people. We're not talking about a more or less a physical concept. And that's the biggest problem when we go into defining what the Negro is, is because people think of it from the standpoint of a physical, which is how, again, as black people, we get conditioned. And to me, the key is to say the word condition, because condition goes right back to the concept of engineers. And from that standpoint, when you look at uh, the text of Willie Lynch as an example of strategic warfare as it applies to something being engineered in terms of a process of, of stripping the black, the, uh, the black race, so to speak, of its power, then what happens is we took ownership of that process. So first off, think of it like this. Going back to engineering, there was a production. There was a creation. There was an initial spark of this product. That product in itself became or established a process of actually creating itself. So the creator was able to step back because the creator taught the process to the victim. And then the victim in turn started running the production. So what happened at that point is the victim was able to then take control of the production line of, and the creation and the output of the Negro. And see, that's where it gets interesting. Because at that point, 
once the production is in the hands of the Negro, the production is in the hands of the one that is the victim, how do you turn it off? How do you get that machine to stop cranking out Negroes? And how do you get that machine to even identify with the fact that it has an element of choice that it has to make? See, this also goes back to some of the lessons that we have within the Panther Party where we go into the definition and the concept of choice, options, and decisions. Because, you see, at this point, we have a choice to produce Negroes or not. And it is in the hands of us to redefine ourselves and redefine the concept of the Negro and stop that production line. And as you stop that production line, as you stop being the world's largest consumer, how do you address and how do you end that production line across the board? Or is it even something that's feasible to, to do? If nothing else, you transfer that production line to a different, a, a different uh, group of people. Let, it be, let, let that production be exported out, the concept be exported out. Let's remove ourselves from it. So in order to do so, though, Again, going back to this being a mental and a spiritual, uh, as well as physical battle, we have to remove ownership from it. So we have to not want to own up to the, the concept of what the Negro is. You got anything you want to add to that or just go into us talking a little bit about maybe the backdrop of the Negro and, and then moving into the discussion from there? No, I mean we. Um, you know, it, it, it's 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 always important to to establish that baseline so everybody knows, at least for this conversation, what it is we're talking about, um, so that we start off in the right direction. So, or better way to phrase it, I guess, is start off in the same direction, um, and and get an understanding of of how which was. You know what we went over in in the other in the uh, the last session that we did, um, developing a, an understanding of the, the the process and the system that has created um, a condition in which we operate um, automatic, systematic, remote control. We don't do not pay attention to the most fundamental things that are actually ruling our lives um, to to the degree that it it, it pushes us to uh, even ask the question of extinguishing the Negro one way or the other. Um, so, so no, I think you summed it up uh, fairly well. And I'm actually looking more forward uh, to getting into the, uh, the ideas of, of uh, getting rid of the Negro, um, <laughs> whatever that may mean. Well, let me talk about one a couple of more things in terms of definition that would help us get into the aspect of getting rid of the Negro. And as a definition, let's talk about this channel enslavement conditioning. And channel enslavement conditioning. Why? Because we have to recognize the fact that what we're talking about, again, when you, you go into the creation of something or the processing which is, is, is being developed, that we're dealing with a conditioning. And with that said, it is a course or direction into which dehumanizing may be directed a process of changing behavior by rewarding or punishing 
a subject each time an action is performed until the subject associates that the action with pleasures or distress. This action is best described as domestication. The breaking or removal of willpower, the erasing of abilities, and the extraction of a direct readiness. So basically, in saying that, what we're talking about, again, being channeled enslavement condition is the position of making or the or the concept of creating an inferior being in all mannerism. So the conditioning itself creates this product. That product is, is as well taught through the conditioning to be a self-design, a self-churning engine. And that's the whole point of why the Negro is what it is in terms of being able to sustain itself in a production manner and crank out throughout whatever terrain we're dealing with. And this is why it is taking so long for us to, for one, identify and recognize what the Negro is, and then we even today still scratch our head, and if we wanted to, we could have a, a whole show or series just defining the different Aspects of what a Negro is Defining the different traits Of a Negro Because it, it, it is basically Intricate and a part Of what and who we are In terms of how we operate, how we think How we build How we destroy How we see ourselves What we look at in terms Of a reflection So that conditioning itself like with any conditioning, has to be reversed. The next concept or definition to think about when you talk about that as well is hurting. Why? Because hurting is what you do in order to address the population. And so from a weaponization viewpoint, this is to have charge or control of, maintain discipline over, and drive in large-scale design. Therefore, the science of herding is to design proven net-casting arrangements that work across large areas of space. And that's the key there. It's working across large areas of space, meaning you don't necessarily have to go each one teach one or, de- or deal with individual, uh, I guess, individual uh, picks. Choosing picks Because this concept allows It to vastly spread Itself This is why we also refer to This from the standpoint of Epigenetics And we recognize Just from from a bio Level that The condition itself has Attached itself to our DNA And that's where it gets Again where it gets real powerful That same concept though will also go into eradicating the Negro. But we have to recognize what we're dealing with. Go ahead, E. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to uh, say this because you, you, you confusing the hell out of me. And so I'm going to uh, say this and make sure that that, that, um, <laughs> that we're talking about the same thing real quick. Um, so essentially what we're talking about is a, 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 a virus. 
it's viral. The way that uh, a, a YouTube video that quote unquote goes viral because it's basically it's self propagating. It it infects the host and causes the host to uh, to, to put it out again to, to pass it on, which causes it, which is by definition a virus. Um, so this 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 mentality, this education, this miseducation can't be seen by most people because it exists. In other words, one of the things that it does is convinces the host, that is me and you, that it's not really there. That's just a figment of your imagination. That's just people talking, blah, 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 which allows it to infect the host and cause the host through their, the person, through their mannerisms, through their speech, through their speech patterns, through the things they pass along, through the, uh, the culture that they invest in, the things that they do just without even thought, just day in and day out, is, are actually reinforcing the, 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 the nature of the virus. In yeah. turn, causes it to be passed on to more and passed on to more and to more. Are we on the yeah. same page with that? Yes, but let, let's go into that even further because you, you're, you're exactly yeah. right on that. Keep in mind, the point of a virus in itself is to replicate as well. So as a virus does that to its host, its whole intention is to create levels of, of great replication, which is why I refer to it as being on a production line. And not only is it that it's not there, but in essence, because anything foreign to that body will be rejected. So as it cloaks itself within the body, it's cloaking itself as a part of that body that must be replicated over and over and over. And then so when the body recognizes this process as being out of control, because that's what actually causes the virus to be attacked, is that it gets out of control. It becomes so, quote, unquote, out of balance with everything else in terms of replication that's taking place on the, on the body. So as the Negro gets to a point to where the replication process gets out of control, and a good example on that would be how I, will, I hate to use it, but let's just say rap music. I won't say hip-hop. I'm going to say rap music. When it You'd be wrong, and I would check you on it if you did. <laughs> so well, when, when the rap music dope. start infecting the white kids, and then they start – taking on this uh, consumerism mentality. They start taking on this mentality of, of degrading. Then what you're talking about at that point is a recognition that that virus has got out of control because it now has hopped its host type. And this is what we want to see, that it hops its host type. And as it hops its host type, are we able to let it go or do we try to grab hold and maintain being the key or the main victim victimizer. And that's the, yeah. that's our toughest part. Go ahead. E. Now I'm going to, I'm going to draw a line of a certain amount of disagreeing. So don't, don't, don't be offended. I'm going to disagree with you. Um, so this idea of it being out of control because it quote unquote jumped host, in a sense, yeah, but in, in, in a broader sense, not so much, because when chattel slavery, when back in so-called slavery days when we were doing our thing, 
when they were doing their thing on us doing our thing. The the economy of this country was very small and and us being the drivers of that economy was okay. There was enough of there was enough labor to go into it. However, the key uh, characteristic of capitalism is that capitalism must constantly, constantly, constantly find uh, uh, new uh, grounds for it to sell. In other words, it has to constantly expand its market. Capitalism cannot exist in a finite market. It has to constantly grow. That being the case, the worker base must constantly grow. So as the elite codified, solidified, and detached more and more themselves from even the masses of white people, I think that over a period of time it became ever more clear that it was not enough to simply have an African Negro because there just weren't enough of us that were brought over here to support an ever-growing capitalistic system, but we, they in fact needed a much greater uh, body of, of worker bees or worker ants or slaves to 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 generate the the output that the, the the system needs just to live. So with it jumping to the sacrificial white middle class is not a big deal for them because we know we've talked about it. The, the 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 eventuality is the haves and have nots. There will be no middle class. It will be those upper 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 elites and those of us black brown white yellow all of us who are not a part of that. So that being the case, the Negro had to move from a purely African application to an application that does jump, that does know no boundaries, that will in fact infect, infect more of the masses so that that worker pool is ever growing to, to constantly fuel the, the, the machine, so to speak. So I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily with it being accidental. Uh, I think that those who are manipulating the mechanizations of this system or the mechanations of this system know, knew full well that there would be those who would be sacrificed, and they're fine with that. You know, so, so yeah, it, it quote-unquote jumped, but it jumped by design, I think, and continues to jump by design um, so, that, so that, you know, more slaves sign up. More Negroes are created. So, yeah, there's that. I agree with you. Actually, I, I completely agree with you 100% on that. It's, uh, my thing is is to make sure that we recognize, as it is jumping, at jumping host, so to speak, that we don't fall into further victimization of feeling like or, or coming off as if we are the quote-unquote original victims, and therefore we deserve and, and want to take complete ownership back of the Negro. So my point is is that it doesn't get into a tug of war of who's the greatest Negro. Because keep in mind, one of the aspects and in, in the, the problems that we find is that when a condition itself through habitual pattern becomes something of a comfort, then as it becomes a comfort and as a pattern itself replicates, then people tend to hone in and accept it. Not only accept it, but embrace it and build upon it. This is why I went back to when I talked mm-hmm. about the concept of being domesticated, and where to me where the problem comes in. 
again, when you talk about something that's domesticated, as an example, I would just say a, a dog that protects his master um, with its life, whereas without that master, it feels as though it doesn't even it doesn't have anything to exist or live for. So if you couple that and apply that to the concept of, of the Negro, is the black man, black woman, us as a people, able to separate ourselves from the Negro as a host and, and recognize that we do have an existence beyond that? That's why when I talk about as we go into the extinction of the Negro, how do we separate ourselves from the Negro and recognize that it is time to separate ourselves from the Negro and recognize the fact that as we do so, this is actually beneficial for us. Are you asking me that? Am I supposed to respond? Yeah, I'm just saying that's. I'm saying that's uh, build on that. How, how when when you become so attached to something that's going on with you, something whether it be good or bad. Because keep in mind, when you talk about habitual patterns, when a when you're attached to a a a cycle or you're attached to a pattern, uh, um, or I would just say a a routine, so to speak, you attach to a routine. So much so, and you're so good at it that you don't want to go out and do and venture into something new. To be real simplistic on it, how do you get yourself to start or take on a new identity after you done got so good at this one identity that 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 then became <laughs> you know your calling card? <laughs> well, if I knew that, we'd be free, bro. I mean, <laughs> can we? If if you are you saying if the question is can we can we as individuals do it can we as a group of people do it I would say they're two different answers as an individual uh, no matter how much I push no matter how much I learn no matter how much I work to 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 change the tide and go another direction there's always going to be the nigger in me because not only see for the past how old am I forty forty for the past forty nine years. I've been taught and inculcated in with, with, with every day, not from time to time, not just when you're in school, everything from TV to what it is. We go, we go to the grocery store. We take a walk in the park. We drive down the street. One of the reasons I like driving in the country is because there are no billboards. There are no McDonald's signs. There are no Burger King signs because I know that this is constantly working with my subconscious to, to feed into it and to force me to go in a particular direction. But Seeing that constantly all day, every day, if I take five hours a day and do nothing but read the most revolutionary literature ever created, that's five hours that's still working against 24 hours of being uh, assimilated, of being preached at, of being prop- propagandized by this system. So it's, and that's one of the reasons for the stress, at least amongst the, uh, those of us who are, have decided to break free and whatnot. Is that constant war that you're you're having with yourself? You know, I heard a, a lyric by uh, what's the name of that group? The name of that group from from Orlando that I really liked. War, uh, can't remember the name of the uh, group. Oh, Soliloquist of Sound said that oh, yeah, everybody yeah. everybody is uh, what is it? Everybody is a consumer of something that they despise. As much as I hate Walmart, if for no other reason, because of the way they did my pops when he was an employee there. But just on a, a global level, as much as I dislike them, 
I still go there. As much as I dislike this government, I still pay taxes more or less. Um, so there's nothing that you that you can't stand back, and that's why it's not a black or white this or that, you know, type of of, of equation. You know, you can't say yeah, we we understand you're either free or a slave. Well, I'm a slave, and I'm going to be a slave to the day that I die. But I'm going to be one of those bothersome, problematic slaves because I'm constantly pushing back. And that that's the liberation in itself is that pushback, is that refusal, is that jumping off the ship instead of staying on board and coming on over to America. You know, now as a people, we have no choice but to get it out of it. It's going to take a long time. You know, it, it, it takes only a second to wreck a life, but it takes a lifetime to fix it. You know, same thing with, 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 with groups of people, with, with our people. It only took 400 years. You know, we've been around this mug for, for thousands of years. You know, and, and, and only in the last 400 years has there been a nigger mentality or a Negro mentality or, or all of that, you know, arguably, at least in this country. So over 400 years, they undid thousands of years of our evolutionary experiences that created things like language, science, math, culture, you know, the pyramid, civilization, government, all of that. <laughs> the, 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 it only took 400 years to jack up the, 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 the culture of the people that created all the other people. So in that blink of an eye of 400 years, we had this tumbling down from our greatness where we were, where we once expressed that greatness to the point where now we can't, we, we, we are scorched earth. You know what I mean? We, 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 as collectively as a people, there's nothing fertile on us right now because we have been so scorched. So before we as people who want to make a difference can even get to that growing, we have to lay down a layer of, of good, grow-worthy uh, soil in the minds of our people. And all of that takes time. And when we get, well, I don't know if this is the point where I'm, we're going to go into the actual extinction of it or if we're just still posing the question or whatnot. So I'm going to pull back a little bit and, and let you step in and, and follow your lead on that. So have at it. Well, I would say, yeah, that's 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 head down that path. So, um, but when I when we say that, at this point, we get into processing the extinction into a lifestyle. So that's the point. Uh, as we as you venture into the extermination, basically, it has to become a lifestyle, a lifestyle change, or or we can even say, uh, like I referred to in one of in, in one of the. Uh, Panther classes to our to our membership is when we think of the word diet. Most people, when they think of the word diet, they only apply it to the physical. They don't think about the mental diet, spiritual diet, psychological diet, emotional diet, and you know, and so forth. So, from that standpoint, it's it's having complete holistic approach, which is what you're basically addressing. We have to have a holistic approach, and we have to, that that approach has to balance and basically become the primary force in terms of what we're expo- what what kind of exposure we have. So as we eat or ingest or take in uh, progressive or alternative means, let's just say alternative means from that standpoint of uh, in, uh, in lifestyle, other than being that of a Negro, how do you establish that diet? Because first and foremost, a diet has to be something 
if we're going to look at it from a progressive standpoint, it, it, it basically has to be something that is proactive. It's not a haphazard. Because if you just ingest any and everything before you, uh, then you're just not giving in regard to the end result of what's going to happen. Because your your body, your mental, your physical, your spiritual, everything, the psychology, if you just take in, 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 again, be consumed. This is because we have to go back to that key concept of being consumers. If we are the largest consumers on the planet as a collective, then that right there in itself tells you what's going on with our diet. I'm eating any and everything within my cipher. If you throw it my way, I'm going to ingest it. It's like going back to that uh, com- old, old school commercial. Uh, I don't even remember the name of it, but uh, it was a type of cereal that the other kids didn't like, and they put that bowl in, in, front, of, in front of this little kid named Mike, and he ate it. Like? So Mike would be- Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, Mike would always be the he was always the test subject <coughs> when it came to digesting like? or consuming something. Right? Like? <laughs> yeah. And from that standpoint, that's where we find ourselves. We find ourselves in this position to where if they want to test a product, if they want to test a consumption of something, what do they do? They give it to the Negro, they give it to the black man or the black woman or the black race, so to speak. And then the reason why they do that is because no matter what, kind of even like what you're talking about with the transition across different host types, the point being is we were the original design, so to speak, or the original byproduct of that operation, of of that uh, position. And so we have to also take into account the fact that basically what that means is no matter where the Negro is in terms of, of host, the idea is always to make sure that the primary feeding host is that of an African. So we become the major and the primary test subjects across the board as it comes to consumption. So going back to the diet, when we think about our diet, period, let's just talk about a physical plain old concept of a diet. If I'm constantly, if I eat, take a whole lot of junk food or a whole lot of sweets, a whole lot of what, anything, because it stimulates, it creates that stimulation. Because keep in mind, from that standpoint, we are, you're allowing the taste, you're allowing the sensation to rule the ingestion. So from that same, that standpoint, the superficial uh, base operation of what creates my diet is just the look, is just the, the, the surface level. So if our spiritual, physical, mental diet is based upon the look or the luster, so to speak, of something, then that in itself feeds into the nigger mentality, the Negro mentality. So we have to move beyond the luster of our consumption because the luster of our consumption is what allows us and what fuels us to be more concerned about an Air Jordan versus a well-designed shoe that would allow you to, to, to walk, run, or, or, or last you know, a good year or two or whatever in your a day-to-day endeavors. 
because the fact that it says Air Jordan, and I only know, say that because that's the only one I keep, I have known. You know, I don't I don't keep up with shoe types, but I've heard of Air Jordans. So from that standpoint, this Air Jordan, simply because it's called Air Jordan, is that luster that we're talking about. So the consumption level that I'm attached to is nothing more than a surface product or a name or a luster. So my diet has to move beyond the look, but we have to get down now into the taste, the text, not just the taste, because that's that luster again, but we have to get down into the texture and get down into how my body is able to extract nutrients out of this. What level of nutrients is contained within this substance that I keep consuming? How will it benefit me? So when we move beyond the surface level or the uh, color, appearance, and taste, which are things that are basically synthesized for the most part when you talk about processed food, when you talk about most of the things that we, that we include in our diet, we're talking about the, sense the, uh, the, um, the processing and the systematic approach of creating a basically a, um, a stimuli. And that stimuli is, create, is triggering things within, within our body that makes us crave for this. It has nothing at all to do with the, the actual nutrient of, of that product. But it's a chemical bond that is creating a, a basically creating a, um, a process for you to habitually become addicted. So that addiction is directly linked and tied to the Negro, is directly linked and tied to the consumption. So we're addicted to the Negro. We're addicted to this domestication. We're addicted to this process. So as we work on our diet and have a conscious diet, then it goes back to the level of consumption of anything on our plate. So now we have to look at our plate and basically break down and, and make sure we're dealing with a, an actual food group and not a food process, a processed substance, but a food group that will enhance and put us in a position of a healthy, uh, natural diet. So as we talk about the extinction of the Negro, what is a healthy diet? What, can, what, what constitutes a actual targeted productive diet that leads toward the extinction of that craving of that, that synthetic substance that continually binds us to the uh, attraction of what it is to be a, a Negro. So use that as I, I guess, as a channel to go into the extinction talking about our diet. <laughs> and I say that because it, 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 I think it, I think when you say it and refer to it as a diet and us consciously having a diet uh, from the standpoint of our mental, then it, op- it just opens up our listening audience to a deeper level of where we need to go because people can yeah, associate yeah. the Hold word on. diet, but we don't use it in a proper manner. That goes back to our definition, why we have to have, we need to define it. Once we, have, once we create a definition, it helps us to be able to retain that, that uh, pattern of a healthy diet. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I ain't knocking it at all. I'm just, uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, most people, when you say diet, I think most people get the idea of oh, slim fast, weight watchers. That's the diet. When in reality, the diet is just basically a breakdown of what it is you consume, what you take in. That's all a diet is. What do you eat day to day on, you know, a day to day basis? That, that's what a diet is. You can apply that to the mental, physical, even the spiritual. But I think that even those of us that are that are are, are cued in on, on, well, I'm a vegan this, I'm a vegetarian, and I watch this and this and this. But at the same time, we'll turn around and, and, and ingest into our minds whatever. You know, they, I, I am a snob, particularly when it comes to, don't say nothing, not, not in general, um, but when you talk about things that are art, I get very particular and very, very uppity, I guess you might want to say it. I act real white because I'm particular about the art that, that I take in because it, because being an artist is very significant to me. So one thing that I think most people can relate to are things like movies. You know, you have movies that are, are that uh, you have to pay attention to each word to know what's going on. You have to pay attention to the plot. You have to pay attention to the music because the music is telling you that something's about to happen, blah, 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 blah. Then you have those movies that I generally uh, 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 refer to as bubblegum or candy, <laughs> stuff like anything with the name Disney on it. There's, it's fluff. There's absolutely no substance. There's nothing of any value there. There's nothing you could leave the room for 45 minutes, come back in, catch the last 15, and, and be able to tell exactly everything that happened in that show. Matter of fact, I'm going to go something even more significant, more uh, uh, touchy for me, and music. You know, we invest so much of our diet. Again, I'm vegan and I'm vegetarian and la-di-da, blah, blah, blah. But then we feed ourselves on the same, well, two things. Number one, I can't stand Lil Wayne. I can't stand that dude. But (laughs) that whole genre of music is synonymous to that bubblegum. If that if some of those songs appeal to you, fine, cool, whatever. But one thing that KRS talked about is back in our day, back in the 80s, you had cats like NWA and Two Live Crew on one side, but then you had cats like KRS-One on the other, uh, Rakim. You had cats like that who were putting something of substance in there, into the mix, whereas now today you've got all one side. You know, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about on the more popular end. Yeah, cats like most there from Black Thought and all these cats are still out there, but the reality of it is the popular forms of music, of, of rap, are bubblegum, have no substance. Mm-hmm. Drake and Rihanna, Beyonce, all of this stuff that makes you bob and bounce, not realizing that it's making you bob and bounce, which is keeping you from thinking, whereas music like KRS-One and most Japanese cats actually cause you to think. It's an ingestion. It's the diet. What are you putting into your 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 mental uh, 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 diet? What are you consuming? You know, and we've come to a point. And you said go down this road, right? So I'm gonna go down this road. Yeah, yeah. We we've come to a point where we have a choice. Mm. Well, we have we have two options, generally speaking. It's probably more, but I'm gonna go with two because it's easier. Two options, generally speaking. Either the extinction of a Negro is a controlled burn 
and we take an active, proactive, intentful, purposeful approach to dissolving the existence of the Negro in each of us so that that virus, so that that new virus, so that that, that, that antibiotic or whatever begins to replicate in those around us, or we sit back and watch the burn that's seemingly out of control but is in control of someone else's hand. What I mean is this. Mm-hmm. We have a whole bunch of it, – it seems real, and I'm going I'm to take you back to the old days, six, seven, eight months ago when um, we really started getting into the podcast and everything, and I'm going to tell you this. Everything that you just said is irrelevant. Because we have this perfect storm of people protesting and being out on the front lines and rioting and doing all of these things in the community, being a community-based organization where, mm-hmm. it, where, where we're feeding into the Africanness of ourselves. Uh, African is not the individual that the European mindset is. That's counter, that's antithetical, that's not who we are. We are about embracing one another on every level. That's why when, we, when white folks see each other, two white men walk up, they shake hands, and that's it. When brothers run into each other, it's three or four minutes worth of, you know, handshakes, a hug, you know, all of that. You know, they, they, they make fun of it because they don't understand it. But us coming together is a significant cultural thing for us in walks COVID. <laughs> so you have <laughs> this push this cultural push of people wanting to be in the community and do things communal and blah, 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 and people protesting and being out on the front line, some, some on the so-called right side, which is bullcrap. The right is the left and the left is the right. There's no difference. But folks who are perceivably on the right side who are refusing to wear masks, who are refusing to do anything because it's a government conspiracy and they're just trying to take our guns, all of that nonsense. And then you have, you know, the left who's out, you know, looking for a safe space where nobody's going to call them, you know, out their name or, or, or disagree with what they have to say, but they're all in the community together with this supposed virus that is supposedly a communal virus. So one way or the other, the extinction is well on its way. The question is, what role do you play? What part are you going to be in? Are you going to be a part of the sheep that just dies off a Negro or are you going to be part of that that refuses to go quietly in the night that pushes back and attempting to assert who yourself is as you realize who yourself is? And you asked the question about how do we do that. You know, you said that a long time ago in a conversation. That was a while ago. But you said it, and I remembered it, so I wrote it down. But the reality is before we even get to how do we get rid of the Negro how do we slay the Negro? We have to first look at ourselves and accept, realize, understand you're a Negro. There's a part of you to whatever degree, it's 90%, whether it's 2%, whatever it is, there's a percentage of you, there's a part of you that's dead, that's absolutely non-responsive and on remote control and will be until you begin to develop a, 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 a sense of awareness. You know, and I've come to understand about people, especially about humility. People like to throw it. I'm humble. I'm humble. I'm a humble this. I'm a humble that. I've realized humility is seldom seen and never heard. So if you have to tell somebody that you're humble, 
You're probably not because you're looking for gratification. <laughs> you're looking for some type of, of acknowledgement by telling yeah. somebody that you're humble. Humility is, is, is mute. It does not speak. It does not let you know what's in the room. And our arrogance, our ego, the first thing we have to do is acknowledge that we're pretty dumb. If we were as smart and as intelligent as we think we are, then we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in. And I mean even just as individuals. You know, I, I, I hear, huh, I'm going to say this, and I hope I step on toes, um, but I hear a lot of sisters that will, and, and, and I know, I get where it comes from, but when we recognize, and I'm not talking about any dude, the average dude, whatever dude, that somebody knows something, you don't then turn around and buck them and push back against what it is that you're that they're attempting to impart to you. And I say sisters because that's just where I've heard it most. I don't, I don't deal with a whole lot of people, period, but my interactions at the grocery store, at the retail, or, you know, any action, interactions I've had along the way, my daughter, exes, my mother, is, is typically been women. And I hear it so much about how sisters know something, say they're educated or well-educated, and it's to the degree that it plays down the role of that male. And I hope sisters come in and let us understand that it goes the other direction too because I know that it does. By and large, in terms of males, is this dude here, war, and psych. And we're not the most humble people in the world, but amongst the three of us, we're humble enough to dog each other out, to, you know, respectfully, but to check each yeah. other. And put each other in yeah. our place when we mess up. You know, there was there was a text uh, a back and forth the other night that I was watching <laughs> between war and sight, and I'm just watching it getting ready to boil over because people are starting to get checked, and it's just awesome. It's fixing to be a fight. I haven't had a, seen a fight in a long time, and I was getting really excited, and it never <laughs> happened because <laughs> people started backing down. It's like, yeah, you're right, and blah blah blah, and it turned into a laugh fest. I was so disappointed, but the fact of the matter is. We as a people, individuals especially, have to stop being so damn egotistical. It shit is nerve-wracking to talk to somebody who obviously doesn't know much, if anything, but thinks they know the world. Can't teach them nothing, you know. And it's not, it's not enough. I learned years ago in dealing with college that to bow down to somebody like a Malcolm X or Khalid Muhammad or somebody along those lines, that's not humility. Humility is when you can bow down to a child who is attempting to tell you something, to teach you something. Because to, to bow down in the midst of greatness, that's, that's duh. That's what you're supposed to do. That's understood. <laughs> but when you bow down in front of those who are perceivably not as great as you are, that's where the real learning comes in. That's the real humility of the situation. But, yeah, this whole I, – I, 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 people – must attack their ego, people must attack their arrogance, and, and stop being so quick to think that they know something. You know, it's been, how long have we done, we've been doing this? 30 years? And it's like cats will jump up and, and want to tell somebody what this is and how this is and blah, 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 blah. Okay, you know, I'm telling you that going out and protesting, if you, go, if you get sick, you go to a doctor. Not a doctor who hasn't gone to college yet, not a doctor that's halfway through college, 
not even really a doctor that's been in practice for two years. You want to go to a doctor that's been doing something for a little while. And if you're in the midst of people that have been doing things, this thing, because we don't, it, it, it's funny to me. We'll go to, yeah. to, to, to somebody who knows a little bit about, say we're going to the, uh, 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 the meat market. We want a butcher or somebody who knows a little something about the, the cut of the beef. Or we go to a, mm-hmm. a, a, a pharmacist and we want to know some, we want somebody that knows the, 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 the drugs that we're taking. But when we talk about the very essence of who we are, when we talk about the conditions that our people face day to day, whether it's with the police or education, whether it's in medicine, whether it's in food, we will step back and say, oh, I know. Oh, yeah, I, I got it. Ain't study jack. Don't know nothing. Yeah. But when somebody who sat up and tells you, look, been studying this for 30 years, I'm not a scholar, but I've been out there for 30 years. There's some things that, that, that I could show you. But we continually will push into that for some reason. You know, bow down to a butcher. Bow down to the sales clerk at a, at, you know, what's the best shoes? Will these tires work on my car? All of that frivolous stuff. But when it comes to the essence of who it is and what we are, our very existence on this planet, we think we've already got it wrapped up. And that, that's just crazy to me. So before we even get to the point of trying to eradicate, before we get to the point of trying to take a, a conscious control and effort, we've really got to, as individuals, look at ourselves and destroy the ego that controls so much of what we do. That's probably the, the, the biggest part of the virus of not not the, the COVID thing, the, 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 the racism, white supremacy, is that it busts up a person's ego to the point that you can't tell them nothing. You know, they have a saying in, in the South. Uh, everybody on, ain't from the South, but in the South I've always heard, you know, black folk will, will go to college and come back dumb. So we'll come back less, less smart than when we left because we go and we think we know something and, and now we la di die. But, um, yeah, my bad. I didn't mean to go in like that. Um, uh, but, yeah, that, to me, that, that's the first step on an individual level is to get your ego under control, to get yourself to a point where it's not offensive if somebody tells you, no, that's not what's going to happen. Listen, let me tell you what's going to happen. People are going to protest. Matter of fact, people talk about how we progressed and how things are better in the system and, and throw out all of these examples. During the period just after the Civil War, the period called Reconstruction, there were, I forget the exact number, but there were uh, uh, many, many, many black congressmen, uh, uh, um, um, House of Representatives, people in the Senate. There were black governors all across this country, all over the place, in the South mm-hmm. and the North. It looked like we had got to a point where we were taking over, or not taking over, but we were making strides. Things were about to get better. Woohoo! Matter of fact, the cat who signed. The, you know, when you look at a dollar bill, it's got the, the treasury head's uh, signature on there. Well, during Reconstruction, that signature was a black man. But when white people decided they'd had enough of this nigga shit, go and Google, I believe it's North Carolina 1898 coup. There was an all-black uh, city uh, 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 elected. By the masses of the people, it, wasn't, it, was, it was majority black, like 80% black. Most of the stores were black. The banks were black, all of that. They elected a mixed uh, 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 ruling body, their, their council members and, and all of those in, in this city. Black folks, a couple of white folks here and there. 
white folks showed up downtown with their shotguns, with their rifles, and told all of them, the mayor, the, the, the council members, all of them, congressmen that had been elected, all of them, told them, get out. You're not going to be uh, uh, part of this government anymore. We have some, some white boys that are down with, with the, the racist program, put niggas back in check and all of this good stuff, so y'all get out. For a long time, if you went to the, to the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the library in this city and asked them about it, they do. why do you want to know that? We can't tell you that. Well, what are you asking about that for? They were real. They didn't want to talk about it because it's billed as the, the only coup that's ever taken place in this country because white folks came with guns and removed the duly elected sheriff and other officials from their city post, kicked them out, just like they did during Reconstruction. So we've had black senators. We've had black House of Representatives members. We've had all of these black governors, all of that stuff. But when they got tired of it, when they decided, okay, this is not going anymore, they took their shit back, period. They took it back. And that's something we've got to come to terms with. This is their country. It's never been our country. It's never been designed to be our country. It was built on slavery, and at no point has that ever changed. So if you're not the slave master, you've got to wonder what role you're playing and be humble on some humility, enough to bow down to that reality. Not the person that's telling you, but the reality that that is. It hurts. It's painful. It's fucked up. But it's the truth. I don't care what war, you're a slave. I'm a slave. We're enslaved in this system. Not slave, we're enslaved in this system, to this system. Even if you get your own business, you still pay taxes to a government that thinks it's okay to kidnap you off the streets of Portland and put you in an unmarked vehicle until who knows when. You know they can lock you up without a trial forever. It's a law. It's what the government says they can do. So even if you have your own business, you're not free. And we have to accept that. That's our starting point. And changing things is accepting where you are and all the other nonsense. Y'all can keep that. So my bad. I did it again. Well, I would say, I would say with that, um, it's identifying where we are, which is which goes back into dealing with extermination, like how we even talked about uh, uh, having a active role in identifying a diet. What, what I want to do real quick, in, in case we do have some listeners that want to jump in, those of you on the line, you just press one and be placed in the queue, and uh, we we you know, go ahead and open up the open up the uh, lines for anybody that want to speak. Uh, just press one, and I I bring you right in. But what I think this go does and goes into um, is self determination. The bottom line, the ability to determine and control the process of defining who we are, what we are, when we are, why we are. And a lot of people don't think when they say what. What do you mean when we are? Well, what point in time are we operating from? Because, unfortunately, a lot of times when you want to control, not unfortunately, but fortunately for the ones that are in control, when they want to maintain a grip on the people, a group of people, then they keep them caught in nostalgia. They keep them caught up in the past. They keep them in a position of feeling like everything that is of greatness has already happened. And then that people constantly refer back to that. 
back to that, back to that, instead of recognizing that you have to be on a path of corrective action to be able to generate a future as well. So you refer back to a past, but you have to be in the future. You have to call in your future self, call in your position of power. And even going back to how we was talking about the rap game, one of my favorites, KRS-One, the teacher. Has the greatest a, MC of all time. <laughs> yeah, has has a, a, uh, uh, a, a audio to where he goes into telling you that you have to project your future self coming back and talking to your present self so that it can tell or foresee or deal with the elements of what needs to happen in order to make that present self great. And it's powerful when you think about it. Have your future, project your future self to come back and tell your present self what it needs to do to be great. And that's some powerful things. And from that standpoint, uh, we believe as Panthers, and this goes just into in our basic training, we have to apply what we refer to as salute, which is size, activity, location, unit, time, and equipment with a purpose. The point in doing that is making sure when we deal with our diet is that we cover a actual basis and, and, and we don't leave any stones unturned. That's the whole point. So when I address my mental diet, when I address my physical diet, my spiritual diet, as it applies to creating a balanced nutritional uh, position so that we can eradicate that Negro, then that's when we go into an applying salute. So that's why I say, you know, not only what we are, where we are, who we are, but when we are also, because we have to address that. We have to address where we are in, in, in reference or when we are in reference to everything else. Because like what Brother E just talked about is a certain point in time to where we had more control than what we got now. So if we talk about when we are, we also have to refer back to the conditions and we have to refer back to the, our, our level of consciousness and thinking and progressiveness at a specific time and look at that and the conditions of that or what I refer to as the terrain and replicate some of that, some, some of that, uh, that energy so that we can be what we need to be. And unfortunately, when it comes to resistance, because keep in mind, when you're dealing with natural systems, all systems have a natural tendency to resist change. That is one of the keys. So this is why I always talk about going into the psychology of what we're addressing and dealing with. Because when you talk about the human mind and the human condition, regardless of racial, there is a certain psychology that goes into the makeup of every being. And you have to be aware of your psychology. This is why he talked, like when he talked about the ego, that's a certain aspect of, psych- of, of the psychology. These are the things that are weaponized against us, is the, the our psyche. And from that standpoint, if you're dealing with a people, be it small group of people, when we talk about the elitists and we talk about the ones in power, they have thought and projected their future self to come back and tell the present self, hey, attack them at this level, attack them at that level, and create that condition in that engine that will allow them to perpetually, continually 
operate from that base that base level. And this is why I talk about that whole stimuli, because going back to the ego that he was referring to, that goes back to the base stimuli, especially in the information age that we deal with now when you, when you have this instant gratification, because instant gratification causes you to be surfaced in terms of your thought, because you can Google it, you can uh, whatever those different voice commands that people can do, uh, Siri and so forth, you can just ask the question and get an instant answer. And by getting an instant answer, it causes your psyche to have an instant response. And having an instant response means that on an emotional level, you are going to be emotionally incapable of a long-term operation because you have been bred now at that point to be instantaneous in your, in your response. And thinking instantaneous so in your response, go ahead, go ahead, jump in. No, I was just must, just to paraphrase immediate uh, immediate gratification. You know, getting your 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 satisfaction right away. Whereas when my older children were coming up, one one of the things that I always had them do. Well, actually, what my parents had me do is when I would ask, well, "What does this word mean?" Well, there's a dictionary. Go figure it out. Well, how do how do you spell mm-hmm. this word? There's a dictionary. Figure it out. You had to put in work so that then effort so that there was number one there was value. And when you got there and figured it out and found out, it, because of that work, you committed it to memory automatically because it was a part of a process, whereas today it's instant, and that's why I, and I'm guilty of it myself. I look up a word today, two days later, I might have to look that word up again because I've not locked in that, 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 the, the, the meaning, the information that I found out. Who needs to remember anything when you've got Google in your pocket? You don't have to remember anything. So even our individual and, by extension, our collective memory is being erased, is being weakened to the point that the only way that we know that Malcolm X was a thing was because Google said so, because we don't have conversations mm-hmm. with, the, with, with our elders anymore. We don't have conversations with our ancestors. We don't read the books that are available to us. We just grab Google. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm good. So Malcolm, his name was Little. Okay, I'm good. And we're going about our business, and there's no effort. So we're losing that connection. I've heard that every time a man or every time that mankind creates a new type of technology, he puts a, another layer between himself and, and nature, the environment. Yep. So we're moving further and further away, which places all of the power into their hands because if Google, if you look up on Malcolm X on Google and Google says, well, Malcolm X was this racist who wanted to kill all white people, you've got nothing to, to fight that with. You've got nothing to step back and say, nah, this man was a liberator who only wanted the best for his people. You're at the mercy, i.e., a slave, to what it is you're being told. My bad, but I ain't going to jump in on you like that. Right, right. Well, we're going back and forth. So the thing about that is even if in the back of your mind, if you feel like something is not right with this answer, then that causes you now to go against the, your, your, your behavior, which your behavior has taught you now at this point to be instantaneous in terms of your, your, your response, your actions, and everything. So now Google tells you this false information, but now it requires you to go dig. So just to get down to an alternative response, you got to put in work. Whereas we were taught, like you, go, like you were saying, before we put in work on the forefront in the first place. Therefore, it wasn't a challenge just to learn the correct mannerism in doing something, which creates that attachment to that process. Because what? 
again, and we can even say this, this, is, this is actually one of the keys into being a Negro. The point is, is work had to be put into creating that production. Mm. That production of the Negro, work had to be put in to create that. So now it makes it hard to let go because you put so much work into being the Negro. Same thing. Same thing. If you're receiving misinformation, then you have to put work in in order to bypass that instantaneous result or instantaneous action or or emotional response that you get in the first place. So now we have to dig back and, and go back to our diet, and we have to have an active position of control, which is why I say the answer, and it's just a matter of the, a matter of coming up with various and various and various examples to ingrain in us so that it becomes our nat- our natural diet again. Self determination. Self determination is, in essence, the process of extermination as it applies to the Negro. Let me say that again. And is and at this point, it's just a matter of, of what mean what does it mean to to be self determined. The answer to the extinction of the Negro is our self-determination. To take back the choice and generate visionary direct action path to generational advancement. And what this means, and then I know E.L. will go in and make it more simplistic than what I do sometimes, but what this basically means is build oh, that's a what pattern, you call it, huh? build okay. Yeah, build a, a foundation of a way for our for for the, the future generations to be able to ingest and, and process and put their plate put this uh put the right things on their plate as it applies to that diet without it being such a hard thing to do. And when I say hard thing to do. I don't mean that it takes time to do it because anything again worthwhile will take that will take that time. But even when it applies to this instantaneous result, we feel like that takes time. Why? Because at this point, since we're living in this virtual environment, the constant asking of questions, asking of questions and getting back these results, results, results have inundated us with a with a perspective of feeling like we know a lot. And that goes back to what he was talking about, how it's hard to even reverse the condition because people feel like they know it already because they got an instantaneous answer. Simply getting an answer makes them feel like they know something. It's not even digging into whether or not that answer is is the actual definition. This is why we start off the show talking about formulating a baseline definition so that our people can communicate with one another and be in sync with what it is that we're what it is we're going towards because if we don't do that and we get caught up in this instantaneous result concept and and just because there's an answer available an answer don't mean truth don't mean facts don't mean righteous don't mean don't mean correct it's just an answer just cuz you get back an answer don't mean that it's the right thing and that in itself goes right back into self-determination as it applies to the psyche of our people and the psyche of a people that are in control of self 
to where they have to recognize the root thing that was taken away from them. Choice goes back to not knowing who the hell you are. So if you don't know who you are and I give you an answer, then how do you know enough to recognize that that answer is wrong? Where is your baseline? Where is the premise of your existence? Are you recognizing that or is it invisible to you? Because if it's invisible to you, and mind you, I'm speaking from this perspective of things being weaponized against us. If it is invisible to you, if your enemy has created that invisible uh, path of targeting you and you don't recognize it, you don't have a defense system. Therefore, that virus can maintain itself in your system and perpetually replicate itself without regard. Without regard And the first thing that naturally occurs Within your system Is a resistive pattern to change That in which makes you a negro In the first place So the cycle continues Until you take back choice And that's what's called Take back choice But we have to take back choice and recognize that that's the path we we need to be on in dealing with self-determination. And and that in itself means that it takes time. Going back to when he was saying how it's easy to destroy something, but it takes a long time to to build it back up. That's why we refer to things in terms of addressing generational advancement. So us old heads... Or people, like he was saying, we've been doing this for 30-plus years. The new new boots need to recognize the new boots. And I even say a lot of us old ones as well need to recognize the psychological conditioning that has been taking place to cause people to have instantaneous answers for everything that's going on. And in that instantaneous answer perspective and mindset lies part of the consumption identity in which we're facing. Consumption identity. Think of that as a new corn phrase. I like to come up with corn phrases. Consumption oh, identity. God. This is what we're <laughs> dealing with. <laughs> so in destroying the Negro, we have to destroy the consumption identity. What else can you add to that, E? <laughs> Like I said, for me, at this point in my life, it's it's irrelevant simply because at this point, either you get it or you finna get it. Either you're gonna be (laughs) drug off and have no idea why, and and probably volunteer because let's face it it still remains a truism that the easiest way to enslave a people is to get them to ask for it. And we keep asking for the shit constantly. We're constantly asking, whether it's Siri or, you know, uh, uh, we want the new iPhone or whatever, we keep asking for it and refusing to accept those realities that exist around us with the, because of the, the, the Negro mindset, the, the, the nigger mentality. On Boondocks, they talked about, a, there was an episode where this cat was, talking about how uh, cell phones and all of that was, was uh, nigger technology. Because, I mean, let's face it, most of what we do on our cell phone keeps us distracted. We're not being productive, most of us. There are some who actually do productive things on their phone. But by and large, generally speaking, 
our phones keep us distracted, keep us uh, 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 our minds numb to what's actually going on. And until we decide to buy into that pain and feel that pain and do something constructive with that pain, we're going to remain uh, or Negroes, niggers in, in the society. And I don't know how much anybody keeps up with things like AI and robotics. I like it. It's great, you know, as far as the technology, but the applications of it, you know, they've got robots that can turn backflips on their own, like just standing there turning backflips. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they've got, you know, and, and that's just what we see. You know, that's from DARPA, the, the, the basically the research, uh, tech, technology research part of the military. And the military is always a good at least 20 years ahead of what they let you see. So if they're showing us robots that can turn backflips, what else do they have? When we look at the, the, the workplace, you know, you go into Walmart, and over the past, you know, 10, 15 years, slowly but surely, this self-checkout has become a thing to the degree that there are fewer cashiers up at the front. And the self-checkout is no longer just one or two items. Now they got the belt with the self-checkout. Walmart and got all fancy and got the little turntable style with the checkout and, and all of that. And, and they've got, you know, robots that make hamburgers and, and make pizzas. And, and all of these, a lot of what you get from Amazon has been handled by robots at some point and AI. And as these things merge, there will be fewer and fewer things for you to do. That's why this stimulus check they sent out, this, this um, universal basic income, really what it is, to keep the, the Negro in the Negro's place because sooner or later there's going to be so much less for the Negro to do that even has the, the appearance of being productive that Negroes it's going to be very much like the Matrix. We're going to be at home doing nothing, getting this check, to just barely survive, and our jobs that we were doing are now have now been taken over by you know robotics and AI and all of that. So you basically you you you're slowly being um, um, what is it downsized. You're being pushed out the game slowly but surely with no idea yeah. of of what's to come. And when it comes and it hits, which this country economically and socially has been on the decline for at least 50 years, at least 50 years. The heyday was probably the 50s and 60s, at least for white folks, or even for black folks in a sense. You know, it was in the 50s before integration, we had a lot of our own thing, our own communities and whatnot. Integration, worst thing that ever happened to black folks. But um, it's been on the decline, and if you keep up with any type of, you know, what's going on in the world beyond, oh, God, for black folks beyond our own neighborhood most of the time, but beyond the borders of the United States and see that the value of the dollar is it's losing its potency. And as the dollar is no longer as in big a demand, see, that's what people don't understand. The fact that the dollar is in demand around the world is what makes the dollar worth so much. Because the dollar is worth so much is what means that you are able to get some cheap stuff at the Dollar General or at Walmart or wherever. As that's no longer the case, as these other countries are starting to turn away from the dollar and the dollar is dropping off, the dollar will no longer be in its great demand. So your dollar will not go as far. So you will not be able to afford what it is you're used to being able to afford. That includes food and water and the basics. So we'll be at a point, we'll be in a situation. You think you're, 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 you're living check to check now, 
You think that yeah. you're barely surviving now, or you may think that you're doing good. You're doing all right. You're making it. That's not going to last for long. There will be a time here in this country because the U.S. is not immune. All empires fall. A lot of times people say, well, if Africa was so great and Egypt did this and blah, 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 whoop, why did it fall? Why did all of these great African nations go away? Well, the reality of it is all empires, all nations, all countries go away at some point in time. Usually, the case has been, for European history at least, it's been around 200, 220 years. So the U.S. is right on time. It's been in decline. It's falling off, and its days are numbered, not because, I've said this for 20 years, not because black folks are going to spearhead this shit, but because they're going to spearhead it themselves and destroy themselves from within. But the reality of it is, it's coming apart. And if you're not prepared for that reality, you will be instinctualized. I'm a coin a phrase. You will be instinctualized for, for uh, yep. the future because you're not in a position to feed yourself because you think food comes from Walmart. You're not in a position <laughs> to, 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 to water yourself because you think water comes from the water company. You're not in a position to take care of your basic needs. And that, by definition, is a slave. Somebody who looks yeah. to somebody else to take care of them. Freedom is hard work. If it wasn't, everybody would be free. And that's probably, to me, the biggest uh, uh, characteristic of Negrodom is that it's easy by comparison. Yeah, this life is rough. It's cats that's having a hard time, you know, living, whether they live in, you know, Bed-Stuy or Compton or, 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 or you know, the, whatever projects, having a hard time. But the reality of it is it gets even tougher, you know, Look up some stuff on Shanti towns in, in Azania, South Africa, Ethiopia, some of these places that have been ravaged by white folks over the, over the centuries and see how much more difficult things can get. You know, you ain't, you ain't seen internal strife. You ain't even seen a, a civil war that they had in this country ain't jack compared to what has gone on in, in some of these African nations and so-called third world nations, South America and all of that. You know, it's getting to that point. And we as a people collectively, and this is why I say it's irrelevant, collectively we're not prepared. I don't see us getting prepared, to be quite honest with you. And I know that that's on your toes, bro, but put your boots on because that's, that's, what, I, that's what I feel. It, it, as a collective, as a group, we are not prepared and we're not, there is no time to get prepared. We're drowning and now's not the time to learn to swim. The time to learn to swim was a while ago. But we kept buying into John Lewis and all the other BS that the folks have put out there for us, Obama and his nonsense. And, 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 and now we're at a point where if you can't raise your own food and provide for yourself, if it grosses you out to think that you might have to defeather and, and boil and kill a chicken and all of that, and you can't deal with it, you, you got a problem coming. You got a problem coming because really all they got to do to lock you down, to lock us down, is to, you know how when you go to the ATM and you want to take out some money, you know you have a limit, daily limit on how much money you can take out. You know how easy it would be for them to change your daily limit to $1, $2, no dollars? Then all of a sudden the money you thought was your money ain't your money no more. No more groceries this week, y'all, because I can't get to my money. You can call the bank all you want. You can send emails all you want, but – you know, folks been trying to get hold of the, the unemployment office for months, ain't getting through. Yeah. So if the banks don't want to be gotten through to, they're not going to be gotten through to. And we as a people, as a collective, are not ready for that scenario. We are not ready 
at all. They're made their group. They're a small group here and there that that I've done some things and, and made some preparations and that sort of thing. But black folk, man, sometimes I'd be wanting to hand in my black card because it's like, damn, y'all just y'all not we not it's it, it's so deep up in there. It's so deep, and I get it. I understand why, but it's frustrating because it's so deep up in there that even when we see it, we refuse it. Even those of us who call ourselves revolutionary, we see it and we still refuse it. We still refuse to do the work. We still refuse to put the petty bullshit aside. I don't care about the petty back and forth that you had with, with Sister Ara and, and Reverend such and such and Brother whatever. I don't care. They're coming. They're knocking on the door. What are we going to do? We can't, we can't all hide in the bathroom. Something got to change. We got to do something. And at this point, I honestly don't think that black folks are going to be able to get things together any amount of time to address what's on our doorstep. You know, if, if we talk about evolution, then we have to look at the facts. And I, I know you like evolution, boy, so if we look at the facts, Africans were the first. <laughs> that means that there was an evolutionary process that ended up thus far in white folk because they're the youngest. They're the most recent. They're the ones with the least amount of melanin and color and everything, rhythm and, and creativity. They have none of it. So they're the, the last on the evolutionary process thus far. And what are they doing? They're, they're putting their money into things like AI, robotics, and transhumanism and uploading of your consciousness into to the digital world because that's what they've conquered and mastered. And so if that's the, if that's the case, then there's what's his name? Dr. Valentine said that the, the appearance of white in a species denotes the ending of that species. And if we buy into that on any level to any degree, then that simply means that this species, humanity, is on the verge of a, a self-extinction to whatever degree. That maybe means that there's only 50,000 left or whatever, but there's big things on the horizon that these folks are aware of and are preparing for that we're not even taking seriously. We still think it's a movie shit, you know, and, 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 and that it, it really saddening because we live in a, this COVID situation which is a perfect situation. People gathering in the streets, people bunched up against each other, still having parties and doing all of this. What have we talked about before? Population control. People asking for mm-hmm. it. Please kill me. Give me this COVID thing. It ain't serious. Okay, go ahead. Do it. Do what you do. We're not prepared, and I don't think we're going to be prepared. Well, what and you're talking about goes into, goes good. into social. What you're talking about goes into social engineering, and and even at the very beginning of this stage show, we talked about everything that has a beginning has to have an end. So from that standpoint, uh, that that structure has saw and recognized that it, it, it must prepare for a demise. It must prepare for its end. And that goes back into the whole upload aspect. So the thing is, is from that standpoint, they're preparing for a way to cross over from their inedible end. So in looking at that, in looking at being self-determined and going back to us when we talk about define, develop, and then being able to defend, we have to recognize the aspect of defense, defense, offense, the whole position of taking care of or identifying with the power that you naturally have and protecting that power at all costs which goes into the aspect of how we allow the consumption 
the diet consumption, what I, I would refer to it as the diet consumption to take over. So we must work on a perpetual end of that diet consumption. Now, Brother E, being doomsday, is 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 saying that it, the, the point is it's too late. <laughs> uh, but I will go into Victor and saying that the, I that if we were here first, then we would be here last. I'm gonna say that and, 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 now, and, and I'm a and I'm a jump on that because you know 20 years ago I was telling y'all part of my classes was if even if we if if like OBU the organization I like to cite a lot of mm-hmm. times this group of black mm-hmm. folks. If they're the only folks, because it's about the people, it's about our culture, it's about who we are. If if it's only that group, you know, if it's only four or five people that that make it through all of this, and everybody else is laid to waste, and I'm not saying it will happen. That's not at all what I'm saying. I'm saying in the worst case scenario, if that was the case, then yeah, I, then the people have survived. You know what I mean? So it, mm-hmm. it, making it through the fire and everything that comes up and that goes on, there will be folks who are still present who are still aware who are still alive and i'm gonna tell you i i plan to be one of them so you know all right <laughs> well that that that's what i want to hear saying. some light i want to i want to hear some 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 uh some some birth let me say not light let me say some birth continuity some continuity at the end of the rainbow <laughs> well yeah i mean it's all con- continuous and see and see that's one thing that i've always gone back and forth People try to say that you, uh, that this is pessimistic. No, no, no. I'm an Aries. We are eternally optimistic. It's just that you don't understand my optimism. I don't see this, this burning <laughs> of the land as negative. It just is what it is in order for there to be a regrowth. At some point, gotcha. yes, folks got to be burnt out in order for there to be a regrowth. It's just gotcha. I, the regrowth part, that's easy. It's the going through the fire that's going to be kind of, you know, kind of antsy. It's going to upset some folks. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, that's, that's gotcha. I, I focus on on that preparation part, but yeah, 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 I'm with you, no doubt. Woo, yeah. <laughs> All right. So again, if anybody wants to jump in on the discussion, um, press one. We got to call it uh, ending in last four thirteen one seventy three. Greetings, greetings. This is uh greetings. This is Sister Seven. How are you? Good, Sister Seven. I'll talk to the people. Absolutely. All right, so I'm listening, right? And um you brothers are are, are one of chairs tonight. <laughs> uh this is uh <laughs> this is a, it's a rough topic. It's a rough mm-hmm. reality that um that a lot of us would love to put our head in the sand and not think about. I don't want to think about um, the continuation of the nonsense. I don't want to think about the continuation of what has worked or hasn't worked. And I don't, you know, right now, especially because of COVID, so much of us are thinking about what's in front of our face. And we do worry about what we can control. And when you think about what you can control, we got this slump of nothingness. You know, we're not controlling anything, you know, barely what our food does, barely the housing over our head. And and so it is a very um, sensitive place to be because the reality, you know, the housing market, which I've been hollering about for months, all of that is here, is right here, is right now. Um, 
Brother E, I don't know if it's too late, but I definitely understand how we are, um, we're past the eight ball on this one. You know what I'm saying? We allow things to get to a point where um, just hitting a U-turn is not going to work. You know, one thing I wanted to, um, I talked about, you spoke about the diet consumption, how much we're absorbing. I, I call it negativity, whatever you want to call it, but we Americans, African-Americans, black people, whatever our term is, um, we are consuming so much negativity and very little goes into production, positivity, possibilities, anything. We're, we're really caught in this machine. How are some ways to get out of this machine? You know, and, and you can talk on any level you want. You could talk on super basic. You could talk on advanced. I don't care, but like, how do we begin to change these numbers? How do we begin to put the brakes down where we are so that we can move forward? Well, I think we've been talking about that. It's just we, we, we're touching on it in bits and pieces. For instance, that's how we even got on the concept of a diet, because to, a diet, to, a, to say the word diet to most people simply means that it is a conscious effort to control your consumption. That's right. what a diet is. The, the word diet itself simply means what you what you what you take in, and which in in, uh, in turn is going to produce what comes out. But what we're saying is that we have to have conscious diet, and in defining a conscious diet, we're referring to not only the physical, but accepting and recognizing the fact that a diet should your diet from a holistic perspective should be your, the, the psychological or physiological, the uh, emotional, the spiritual, the mental, all of these things encompass our diet. And so what we're saying from that is that what we must do in order to what I would call at this point the extraction of the Negro, let's refer to it as that, the extraction of the Negro or getting rid of the toxins that are plaguing our, our substance, our being, our self-determination as an end result. The things that are plaguing our self-determination, we have to put back in perspective our diets. What is it that take, that I'm consuming? I have to get back in control of, of my consumption, which goes into why I said that we have to go back to dealing with taking over choice because by for too long have we been as a, as a process of domestication, we have allowed ourselves to be in stuck in the position of just options, which is goes into dealing with the lesser of two evils. So from that standpoint, okay, I will eat this specific processed food over that processed food because it has less sodium in it. But is that putting you in a position of control, or is that just prolonging your acceptance? of being a dead, a dead body, a controlled, a, 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 a someone that is in servitude or in slavery. And going back to what E is saying in regards to the fact that you have to already be in a position of dealing with uh, uprightness or be in a position of, of be already be ready and not be worried about how to get ready, that, that goes back into the point of no return that we're talking about. So from the standpoint of no return, I would still even say, that there is never, just like even going back to the condition of the body, 
I really want to say that it's never too late to make a change. Now, the amount of benefit that you're going to get from making that change, you know, now we're talking numbers. Now we're talking about scientific statistics from that standpoint. But we can't get caught up on that. What we have to deal with, and our goal, especially as being Panthers, is to uh, propagate and seed as much as possible progressive and alternative uh, diet structure. So so in saying that, the answer to this, and I want to make sure it's clear because we're getting ready to close out soon, the answer to this, to eradicating or extracting the Negro is self-determination. But in saying self-determination, we have to say that in itself goes back to identifying a healthy diet. What is a healthy diet? So that is what we have to come to grips with as we talk about self-determination. What is a healthy spiritual, mental, physical diet that eradicate the consumption-based mentality that we have and then start that, that, that eradicates that and start tr- creating producers, which, is the, which will in itself as a natural process extract the Negro mind, the Negro body, the Negro spirit. That makes sense, Sister Southern? Absolutely. Absolutely, I get it. You know, I get the problem. I don't get the answer. You know, I know when my diet is off, I see evidence of that. Um, I'm sluggish. Uh, my stomach hurts. Whatever. There, there's uh, evidence that this isn't working. So you try to make adjustments from there. So you, we're going to make an adjustment. Okay, more of this, less of that. More of this, less of that. And then you see where they get from there. So. What we were trying to do, we add, we tried to integrate. We realized that did not stop the stomachache. You know, that did not solve the problem. So it's like, what else can we do from here? You know what I'm saying? So now we know integration, and we're here. We're integrated. we all the way in to the point that our minds are integrated. You know, we're here. We bought the cookie. We ate it. So now it's like, how do we begin to say, this isn't working. We still have the stomach ache. We still got the problem. So how do we make those adjustments, you know? And and how do we make them on basic levels? Because I think, you know, just like this, it's, you know, like we're having this conversation here. The people having this conversation and listening to this conversation, you know, I would say they a leg up. Maybe two, you know. But how do we get that's? I don't think that's the majority of the problem. I think the majority of the problem are those that are not listening to this radio program. And that's where we're having the problems at. Well, Wait, to so, me that goes back so, to go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, my approach is going to be vastly different than, than what you were about to say, bro. But mine again, and we've had one, I've had this, this back and forth, me, him and Syke had this back and forth 20 years ago is that you can't focus on those who are not listening. If those are not listening, they're just not listening. You know, if you put the word out there and, and give them a little bit and they reject it, they reject it. You, we are, as African people, responsible for all African people. That's just our way. However, living in the individuated society that we live in, dealing with people who believe that they're individuals and not connected at all, 
we have to approach it from that. It's like in order to undo a process that's been done, you have to reverse the process. And to reverse the process, you have to start with where you are. And where we're starting is with individuals. We have individual mindsets, and you have to treat them in that way. If they're straight up reject what you have to say and want nothing to do with it, so be it. We can't, for me, can't continue to invest our time, efforts, energy, and resources into those who are comfortable with their niggardom. There are going to people, be people who just never get it. There are going to be people who, who, who walked off to the gas chambers happily, you know, volunteered to jump on the train to go to the gas chamber. That's just the way it is. In the meantime, in the between time, you, for me, work to surround yourself with like-minded individuals and begin to develop something substantial, something tangible that is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. Because we know that everything that you do physically is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. So if we start, as Malcolm has talked about many times, um, we've heard him say, you know, you change your, your mindset and then you get down into some action. So we, uh, if our mindsets have really changed, then our actions will show that. And so we focus on our own mindset and letting that be the virus. You know, if I tell you that, you know, we need to eat healthier, we need to not depend on grocery stores, we need to not do this and do that, and then you say, well, Brother E, uh, do you have a garden? Oh, no, I don't. Well, number one, that takes away from my, the, the, the authority of what it is I've said, even just a little bit. But number two, I don't, all I have is words. And the reality of it is our people are sick and tired of words. Everybody got game. Everybody got conversation. Everybody got conversation. The rap industry is built on conversation. So we've heard all of that. But what we don't is we don't see. We don't see a whole lot of uh, all black gardens, all black schools, all black this. We don't see black folks doing for black folks. So rather than talk about it, we have to learn to be about it. We have to do it starting on an individual level and developing something because the reality of it is as human beings, we will flock and gravitate towards something that's already there as opposed to something that you're talking about. You want me to help you build something? Nah. But if you come in and you invite me, hey, I've got this already going on, or better yet, just let me wander by and see, hey, they've got something over there. Let me go find out what that is and be a part of that. So as long as we're talking about some stuff, you've got no business talking about some stuff. Once you get some stuff, the Nation of Islam, they can talk about it because they've got food stores. You know, they've got newspapers. They've got their website together. They've got all of these things. So they can say, hey, this is what y'all need to do. But as long as you ain't got nothing to back it up, you're just talking. I can get, a, I can get the, the latest uh, little Wayne and hear as good a conversation as most of us have, you know, because it's just talk. So actions without words, I mean, uh, words without actions are fruitless. Amen. So from my vantage point, that's what, that's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's too late. To, to go out and start a black school now, yeah. But if you know a couple of sisters and brothers that want to teach, especially now with the homeschooling, and you begin to, to network, uh, work between one another to develop and build on that, okay, that's a little something to begin with. That's something to build on. That's something you can refer people back to and say, hey, here's my resume. Check it out. But if you ain't got that, that on your resume, then, yeah, you're just applying for a job with no experience, and I'm not going to hire you. So that, 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 that's why I say my, my vantage point is a little bit different than Ward because he's still out there in the street. Well, also, let me, let me say this, too. And, I, again, I think this goes back to why I talk about how it's so important that we work on um, establishing a common language 
Because, for mm-hmm. instance, when it was say, stated early when you said, uh, well, we, 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 we went out and we got integra- integration, and that didn't work. Well, I would say that integration, going back to talking about diet, is, is only the, the existence of having the ability to, to, to pick the same things or pick from the same thing that the oppressor does. But if the oppressor's diet is still leaning toward your ability to be a consumer, then just because I now have a larger variety of sugar products to choose from, that, ain't, that is not self-determination. So that integration is actually a simulation. We thought we were asking for integration because we actually did not define the process of integration properly. We actually thought we were talking about integration, but the majority of us was talking about a simulation. That in itself is the problem because there was not a common defined perspective on where we were going and we did not look at the end result. Again, when we know that we're going into the beginning phases of something, what we are supposed to do as a people and as an individual, as a family, whatever, when you look at the point of social engineering. This is why I introduced those terminologies to the to the masses of the Panthers and our people. I want us to know what these things mean because this is how we're able to identify our enemy. So social engineering is something that we must know because from that standpoint, I can see the beginning phases of something, which also allows me to be able to see the, the uh, ending phases and what it takes to end it and what the ending looks like. So from that standpoint, through social engineering, when I call whatever it is that I call integration to be, I need to also know what the end result of that integration is. And so the problem is, is we go into the beginning something without actually knowing what our, our, our end result is going to look, look like because we're not actually patterning, patterning the, the entire process ourselves. That means something was more than likely handed over to us or we asked for something without knowing what it is we were truly asking for, which is no different than the path that a lot of, that a lot of approach is happening with reparations now. So from that standpoint, that is why I keep going back to saying self-determination. So what we do is continue the discussion from a stance, and this is what our Chairman Yanger shines at in going into the concept of self-determination. So we have to, in, in addressing that, and then we're going to have to close out the show, in addressing uh-huh. that, the consumption that we're dealing with right now is what I refer to as a topsoil mentality. Now, what is, it a, what is a, topsoil, a topsoil mentality? It's simply looking at the layer that grows or a layer that, that allows you to see at eye level. We're not dealing with the, the natural minerals and the resources that are below, you know, I would say two feet, two to, two to, two to four feet below us. And we can't be that way. We, can't, we cannot be a topsoil people. Again, that, why, that, why, that also feeds right back into the whole instantaneous mentality. We have to be think, deep thinkers. This is why oftentimes I refuse or I need to make sure that we have an alternative level of, of consciousness. Remember one of the one of the biggest destructors of our movement 
of our people goes into the fact that the idea is to get you addicted and hooked on a sixth grade or below level intelligence process. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to recognize that. And that's that whole mentality, make it plain, make it plain. I get it. But making it plain and keeping it plain is a habitual pattern of constantly identifying with low levels of intelligence. That is what you do to a domesticated people. We must evolve and revolve beyond that type of mentality. Now, of course, if we want to cast a net and catch everybody, going back to what Brother E is saying is impossible, and I have to agree with him, then, yeah, we have to keep it plain. But those people that, are, have that, that, that need to spark and, continue, and continually deal with the continuity of existence have, have to and have no choice in the matter of making sure that they consistently evolve to higher levels of communication high levels of development, and high levels of production, which means whatever you begin, you see the end result process, and you see how that will formulate a new process in itself and a regeneration, which is the replication process. So we have to move away from being top soil mentality thinkers. So in ending today's show, people, by saying, the key to eradicating and extermination of the Negro is self-determination. Buddy, take us out on the music. Yes, sir. We have a problem in this world with black men and black boys. But that's the whole tragic point, my friend. We're here because we have a very serious message that we would like to share with whoever cares to listen. You are not obligated to stand here and listen to us. So if when we speak you don't like what we say, you should use your God-given intelligence and move along. We are not intimidated by those who think that they can stop what it is that we have to say. Our stance is purely defensive. And every creature has been given the way with all of self-defense and self-determination. And we as human beings, as black men in particular, we reserve the right to our self-preservation and our self-defense. And so that's why we adopt this particular stance. We are sending a message to any potential aggressor Don't go there. We do not turn the other cheek. If you slap my cheek, I will kick all four of your cheeks. This is how we roll. We are are tired as black people of people treating us as their beating sticks. We make no apology as black men for standing firm for our human rights. This is what we're about. We believe in justice. We do not believe in black supremacy. But most certainly, we do not believe in white supremacy. That system of oppression.
oppression that currently dominates our planet. Our job is to pull down the false premise of white supremacy, which most of the human family have bought into, not just white people. We got black people who are white supremacists. We got brown people who are white supremacists. And of course, the white man is the author and the maintainer of white supremacy. Our job is to pull down and destroy the false concept of white supremacy and to raise up the equally false concept of black inferiority from the ground where it's been crushed to. And so we're gonna pull black people up with no apology to nobody who wanna call us reverse racists. And while white supremacy comes down and black inferiority rises, we meet in the middle. And now we can deal as human beings. No more master-slave relationship. The master-slave relationship is finished. That is our stance.